You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. Alright everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Couch Potatoes. I am Alex Morrison. And this week, we don't know exactly how far we're going to dive into this, but I know that next week we're going to be discussing our Mandalorian wrap-up because they're going to have one more episode. But before then, I think we ought to discuss the recent change of tides of people actually praising the star wars prequels that's yeah, rather a, new to me yeah there's a there's a big rift mm-hmm, yeah so we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in our main topic segment we'll ha- we've got some things to discuss in the news segment but again we are coming at you in the wee hours of the morning it's like nearly one o'clock i think close to it i don't have I just a, came from a poker game too that's what's fucking hilarious no <laughs> shit <laughs> i just came from a poker game with my dad and a bunch of other motherfuckers <laughs> I just blew $10 like it wasn't shit. I just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> See, I, I was wondering because it's like, since you don't live in town anymore, uh, I've been working at my uh, smoke shop until 11 o'clock in my neighborhood. Selling the electric lettuce. And the electric. No, I mean, it's it's nicotine and CBD and Delta 8 and Delta 10 and stuff like that. So it's it's and not CBD chocolates from what I understand. Oh yes, uh the 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 chocolates we have that are infused with Delta 8 and Delta 9 um for only 5 bucks will fuck five you up. Dollar. 5 dollar. Holy shit. It will knock your dick in the ground. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I've been taking muscle relaxers at work just to see how long I could like park <laughs> kind of like you know because I'm working out at work, too. That's the kind of fucked up thing. I'm just like, I don't want to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not, not you know, getting annoyed uh, with people is probably a good thing at work, especially if you get hopped up on caffeine uh, or, or like, good. <sighs> I was worried about this guy. All right, rant time. Yeah. Uh, we, we might need to make this a new segment. Customer service stories with Alex. Bling this motherfucker i'm worried about his heart i have seen people yacked out on some coke okay i have seen the sweating the panting the eyes bulging and the frantic looking around and movements i've seen it all a little bit of snowfall on the nose (laughs) this guy was on a different level like would shift between manic energy to just like standing there staring you deep in your eye like for like that really off three seconds and then would kind of like jolt his body away say some other random shit and like he was doing like there's a meme of like a cat on its uh, hind legs and it's got like its arms back it looks like he's doing like um like the staying alive walk yeah <laughs> 
Staying alive, meow. Um, <laughs> he would start doing that shit like super, like elongated, and like we're laughing, we're like semi egging them on because this is like this is happening at like maybe ten fifteen. There's nothing else going on. Sure, crackhead, entertain us some. <laughs> tell I, me, tell me one of your tales, Bard. <laughs> Nah, it, it, he he was saying he was like a rep for like some company and stuff, and it's oh, like yeah. that's just those motherfuckers are whacked out in the corporate world. Oh my god, he he was insane. He was I, and again, this isn't coming from like oh he's just a no no. I've seen some motherfuckers. This guy, even my coworker who's seen more shit than I have, mm-hmm. looked at me and went, "I will be surprised if he wakes up tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, because it it could be a. He could be speedballing. That might be a the, my, that's my, probably what caused it because a lot of cokeheads I know are just like are very private about that shit. Mm-hmm. Oh no, this guy yeah, was yeah, very that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm So I'm, I'm thinking he's speedballing, which he probably took a fucking downer before he did that to kind of level himself out. It didn't work out because I, I know a lot of people that have done that too. Because Chris Farley used to do that. He, yeah. he would he'd be very manic and then like stop and he'd be manic again and it's fucking terrifying. And yeah, because it's just like. Oh shit! Is he going to die in front of me while staring me in my eyes? Because that's how you end up going to hell. Like that's, that's how it happens. <laughs> that, that's one of those things. It's like, oh my god, I let this man die in my presence, and I'm like, is he going to be? In, is his soul enslaved to me? Like that, that's a thing for Japanese culture. But fun fact: if you kill someone in Japanese culture, you own their soul. <laughs> Interesting. Learn more about it on our Umshun Rikyo episode on Triple C. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> oh, that will be coming. I think that'd be really interesting. <clears throat> uh, but no. I'm telling you, I will probably have some fucking stories weekly now that we're staying open till 11. We, uh, you, you talk about like just random drug addicts. When I worked in the convenience store in the country, it was always the same people. And like a f- uh, fun fact for people who don't know this, like uh, you can spot a, a crackhead or a meth head very quickly by what they buy in the little stores, and they try to hide it the best they can. I, we, uh, me and you've talked about it before, but what they would get, they would get, they would get like uh, they would get. Uh, tire gauges yep and rip the insides out and make it into a crack pipe well before they do that they would buy something called a chore boy which was a copper scrub fad for 99 cents and we would have these near the register for a reason so they could just come in buy their shit and get the fuck out the store well some of them kind of realized that we knew you know and so that paranoia was probably going to kick in so a lot of them would like walk to the bag and get a thing of comet the cleaning uh, solution and then like and they would always want the little paper bag the smallest paper bag you've ever seen it could barely hold a can of soda and they want the chore boy and the uh, 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 tire gauge in that and a comet in a bag and I'm just like just smoke your crack outside like <laughs> god damn it. and then one day we ran out Uh-oh. of chore boys we, we, we always had tire gauges <laughs> and like my naive ass when I first started working there, because I didn't really think about it, because I always worked in the back, yeah. was, do we always sell out? Because it was always like every two weeks when delivery came, it was always a pack of fucking, like a, a whole pack of tire gauges I had to put on the fucking aisle. And it was like 15, and we would go through like 15 in two weeks. And I'm just like, God damn, dude. Reuse, motherfucker. Reuse. <laughs> these, these rednecks are losing their tire gauges a yeah. whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, they're just casually smoking that shit. And it, it was just fascinating because yeah. like, I, I got called everything under the sun. I got called a racist for not having them one time. I get called racist a lot for different things. Oh, I, oh, I, I, got, I almost got called a racist for asking for someone for their ID. Yeah. Mm. Racist. Yep. 
uh, my favorite. How dare you do your job, you piece of shit? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, your ego isn't worth my job. You can get the fuck out. Uh, Racist. (laughs) And the thing is, is like our boss is like chill enough to where it's like he's like, if you know for a fact you're in the right, like especially if it's over IDs, he goes, I'm not one of those people that throw my associates under the bus. He goes, if you tell someone something and it winds up getting over to me, I'm going to back you up. He's well, like, so don't a, prove me wrong. But if I was the owner of one of those spots, like you're working, nah, man, we're having the scanner put in. Like, give me your fucking ID. Boop. <laughs> like, like, I'm serious. I'm not checking that motherfucker. I'm scanning that motherfucker. So, fun fact. I do not know if this is 100% correct. I was given this information by an associate. I did not look it up. You just now reminded me. Otherwise, I would look it up. Apparently, the places that have the scanners have gotten in trouble before. Yeah. that's the only reason like they're required to have the scanner because they've been busted for underage selling yeah so like we would have that a lot when i worked it was uh because cops would trap kids and just like hey guess what we won't fucking ruin your goddamn life you 16 year old piece of shit if you go in here and go buy some alcohol yep and it's just like the level of the stuff the cops make these kids do it just out of fear is ridiculous. I know. And like I told one guy who actually came in there and bought tobacco products before because he was 18, was mm-hmm. trying to buy alcohol. I'm just like, hey, man, if you wanted to rap, yeah, I'm not a, not a big deal. I know you, I, you've done your ID here before, but for this, I'm really going to need your ID. He's like, come on, man. You, you never had that. I'm like, yeah, I had to before, but for this, I'm really got to see it because uh, I don't want my boss to lose his store because that's another thing. Like, if I was a police officer and it was a piece of shit, I would target vape shops. It wouldn't be that fucking hard. It really wouldn't. <laughs> and, you know, they could be sticklers on that shit and be like, oh, why didn't you, why didn't you, do this guy or that guy because the mm-hmm. law is different now it's like 20 what, 21 21 now. yeah so god damn yeah america sucks <laughs> america Fuck <All> right. no. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite story right now though is um we have a very small selection of zippos and uh we don't sell a lot of them no they're so, expensive as shit they really they're are. actually collector's items basically so this guy comes strolling on in. Hey, how's it going? Welcome. Let's see if you got any questions. Let me know if you want to see anything. Pull it down from the shelf. I got you. He walks on over to the Zippos. He's just casually looking at them. I walk on over. I say, you want to take a look at any of the Zippos? He goes, well, I just, man, I, I got one from here the other day. I just, I don't know. I might have to get me another one. And I was like, oh, are you a collector? Are you a fan? He goes, no, no, I, I may have ruined it. I was like, how? He goes, I don't think I filled it up right. I was like, well, I mean, there's only one way to really fill these up. I mean, did you overfill it? He's like, well, no, I mean, I just, I I can't, do do y'all have the liquid for it here? And I was like, ah, brother, man, I wish we did. I said, we have a bunch of butane. I said, well, we don't have any of the lighter fluid. We're sold out of that right now. No, it's called propylene. Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, oh, you need lighter fluid for it. I said, yeah, yeah. It's usually in like a yellow container, red, red top, yep. you know, real easy to find. Big fucking word, Zippo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and he was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I mean, can, can you use other things in it? And I just kind of like stared at him, kind of confused. I was like, I mean... There, there may be like other brands you could get, but like that's just the one I recommend. That's just like what you need to go with. I said, alternatives? I said, I don't, I don't really think so. He goes, well, I saw somewhere online someone was saying like you could use uh, rubbing alcohol. 
I just kind of like stared at him. I'm like, yeah, I would not do that. He goes, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Someone also said you could use like gasoline. And I was like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't do that one either. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get a new one then. <laughs> and it, I didn't ask any more questions. I didn't ask, I didn't go. But at that moment, he just admitted to me that he filled his Zippo up with gasoline and then tried to light it. It, what, what astonishes me is like if, 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 if anybody's ever fucked with the Zippo before, when you take the Zippo out of the casing, there's a, a layer of cotton yep. on and the you bottom. Lift the layer of cotton up, yeah, and you yeah. get a little bit more underneath. Yeah, and then uh, and some and some Zippos actually have a hole where you could just stick it in there and squeeze. That's right. And what you do is you hold it upside down and let the residual run off, put it back in, shake it, and let it let it sit. The rubbing alcohol would evaporate too quickly, uh, but gasoline would corrode the cotton. And I'm just thinking, like, he's just got a little bit of gasoline in his fucking hand. And all I could think of was, even if he lifts that lid, that chink, because of what gasoline and how it was heavier than air. First of all, gasoline is called gasoline because it's just vapor. The liquid is just a residual side effect of it hitting your gas tank, motherfucker, or interacting with the air. So he actually is holding a shit ton of liquid with something that's heavier there that's not coming out. So he'll be striking it and striking it. And all I could think of was like his hand slowly filling with gasoline, the liquid, and it's like what eventually he's going to strike it and his whole fucking hand is going to explode. Yep. And I think, what a dumbass. <laughs> Yes. So now, welcome to my life. Oh, I've been there. I've been there, brother. I've been there, man. You want to talk about a cokehead? Talk about Christmas of fucking 2016, dude. I was serving food. These guys, Freightliner, man, Freightliner, Cleveland, North Carolina. It's called Freakliner. Oh, you're you're calling them the fuck out. I'm calling them the fuck out. They're cokeheads and degenerates, dude. This guy came to me well, allegedly. Allegedly, my ass, dude. These guess what? You're the number. Look, it's my name on the goddamn podcast. Allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I worked at this place. People were fucking inside the cabs of the trucks. Okay, Holy no shit. shit. I watched the guy get a blowjob in the hood department. Like just walking by, like <laughs> goddamn, like he was getting hood in the hood department. Yeah, yeah he's getting head in the hood department, dude. This guy comes up to me because the team leads back then would do potluck dinners and stuff, and I worked in the kitchen. So he's like, hey, man, can I get some serving spoons, and I bring them back? And yeah, man, no problem. I didn't look at him when he said this. He was behind me. Then I just glanced at him, and I'm like, yeah, come to the back. He gets to the back. This guy was a, a white guy, tan, black hair, jet black. He had a mustache. Dude, he had a fucking snowfall on his goddamn right nostril, and his eyes were as big as fucking quarters. And holy shit, dude, I looked at this motherfucker and couldn't help but laugh. This coke addict motherfucker is asking for serving spoons, and he is calm. Like, calm as shit for a guy who's high on coke. And that's called an addict. (laughs) I said, hey, man. Here's you some service spoons. Bring them back before 10 o'clock before I leave, and I'll throw them in the dishwasher. And by the way, and I tap my nose, um, uh, and I'm just like, hey, man, uh-huh. you sledding today? And he's like, oh, shit, bro, I'm sorry. Older guy, like in his 50s, like just like casually doing coke at a place that builds trucks. <laughs> so keep that in mind, guys, when you see a Freightliner truck that, uh, that was built by coke addicts. <laughs> 
yeah. but goddamn, those guys were fun and I, scary. I will <laughs> say, I thought I saw someone uh, rocking in the other day with a little snowfall as well. It's becoming more casual. But <laughs> it was he he had a mustache, and I thought it was all caked up in there. Bro, literally had a line of white hair in his uh, mustache about the width of maybe my pinky, maybe a little thinner. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it looked like just a nice, a nice little dusting. Unless you got like a white handlebar mustache, you should not do cocaine with a mustache. Like, <laughs> it's going to show. <laughs> and that's what I thought. I'm just like, idiot. Because <laughs> from it like all, two all or the, three doors down. And all the paranoia of your drug use, the last thing you're going to think of is like, oh, fuck, maybe I should clean my goddamn mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it just... I, I've noticed over the years that how, like how brazen people are with cocaine. And well, I mean, I was I was talking about this with one of my associates the other day, um, or coworkers rather. Um, now you run that shit, though. Your associates, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how even over the last five years, at least because we're in Charlotte, in Charlotte, North Carolina, over the last five years, the mentality of even weed changed a lot. Because I can remember even like eight years ago, that was still very. Shh, we don't Shut talk. Up. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Like, now it's like know. fucking cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. And now you're seeing like what you were just saying: the cocaine being a lot more liberally discussed and talked about and shown. And it's just like, hey, it's the roaring twenties. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. God. They're putting dudes with dick chicks with dicks on bud like it's, 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 it's a magical time <laughs> oh man all right that, the number the, one movie in the world right now is about a fucking italian man who's not fucking italian kicking the shit out of turtles <laughs> like we're in a fucking weird reality right now it's fucking fascinating <laughs> <laughs> and in that weirdo reality let's go ahead and go move on over to our news segment Well, goddamn, if I was a beer drinker, I probably would have bigger opinions, but I don't even drink Dude, beer. Dude, our generation drinks so much less beer than almost an NA group, <laughs> like an AA group. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just Alcoholics Anonymous casually, because I think I think what it is, like, with beer is it's very a quality thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know a lot of people my age that just drink beer casually anymore. Well, I mean, I know a lot of, like, millennials and Xers and stuff. They really honestly prefer, like, their hard liquors. Their hard liquors are, like... Or their seltzers. Yeah, yeah, fucking pussy drinks. I can't stand a goddamn pussy drink. And, like... I, it's the seltzer thing that bothers me because it just tastes like like if a vending machine ran into syrup <laughs> when you're going to like a, a Bojangles or a McDonald's. Yet. Yet. But, um, on the table here. Yeah. So I brought a special gift. It is the Bojangles hard sweet tea made by the Appalachian Mountain Brewery. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, they're legendary. That's what I would love that. It's legendary on the rim. This just only been out for like a, what, three months. Well, Bojangles themselves are legendary. Yeah, until you pass the Mason Dixon and it's just like KFC. <laughs> but like. That ain't God. That, that, this is real God's chicken. Yeah. yeah Bojangles this, is the real God's chicken. Yeah. Uh, Baptist God's chicken. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's hard sweet tea steeped like we mean it in quotation marks. <laughs> and so, just to give you a little effect. There nice. We, there we go. Nice. Me and Alex are going to have a little taste. <laughs> and I can say this. I can smell the alcohol from the fucking can opening. Oh, no. Yeah. So, fun fact. Uh, there are a couple of ingredients in here. Oh. Um, 
It's a 5% alcohol. It's got a shit more sugar than Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's all filtered water, uh, cold fermented cane sugar, liquid cane sugar, black tea, and malted rice, which I'm pretty sure just means uh, rice liquor, a, malt, a, a rice malt liquor. So technically, this is right up here with slits. <laughs> So, uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> the the aroma it's giving. Wu-Tang, motherfucker. Is insane. Oh. That's a little too smooth for a sweet tea. That's... I don't drink, and I could, I could tell that's kind of smooth. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Because, see, I've seen a lot of reviews of this online. Some people being like, yo, this nope, is the there shit. there it is. no that's a malt liquor right there yes that is i was gonna say you didn't get the taste i got i was just like yeah i'm not sitting here saying that's smooth that's um it's smooth on the first pop it's not as bad as people were saying no but it's not good either no i'm (laughs) I'm definitely not reaching for a can of that in the store Um, i will say twisted tea does taste better i've never even really had twisted tea but i would imagine it would be better than this it's like it tastes like a sweet tea and bourbon i wonder if it tastes better than a bud light oh yeah bud light tastes like piss (laughs) i don't even know what piss tastes like but that's what i imagine it is yeah so that that, that's an interesting little segue moving in the middle bit here because yeah as we sip on the rainbows and love you know what i'm saying yeah so bud light recently uh put out their equality cans and of course enraged everyone and their their whole purpose behind it was to they honestly were like you know bud light is kind of like the frat bro beer what if there's a way that we could inject some equality and tolerance to these douchey frat boy guys it's a lot of it's not a marketing to another demographic really that's the problem Bud Light does not understand who their demographic is. Bud Light cans end up at a frat party by accident. No one is picking Bud Light. Exactly what we were just saying a minute ago. Our generation is not drinking beer. We aren't beer drinkers. The people that are beer drinkers are southern motherfuckers especially older southern motherfuckers a lot of of older people a lot of working it's always the working class drink yeah and it's a lot of light beers Mm -hmm. uh other than my dad i can't really think of anyone who anyone else who drinks a full flavored beer anymore yeah a lot of them are lights like ever since i started going to bars you know when it was like 2008 2009 i wasn't drinking but i was noticing the taps it was always coors light bud light you know all these light beer corona light you know corona you can get in a bottle but if corona light you can get on draft yep and if it's on draft it's fucking popular <laughs> yep. you know what i'm saying absolutely so when bojangles is on tap i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying that, that eight piece goes down a little better but uh no they 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 they, they marketed to another demographic which is what a lot of companies do anyway yeah but this isn't new the problem was it was who they put on the can um this young man who became a young lady yes and it was a she was a she got famous during the covid uh thing and uh documenting uh their transition Mm -hmm. well bud light reached out to him because that person was a fan of bud light to begin with yes so on the 365 day you know anniversary yep 
She got released. a can in yeah, the mail. She got a can. I don't give a shit. Coke could do this. I wouldn't give a shit. Pepsi could give it this. I Mountain Dew will never do this. <laughs> Mountain Dew isn't for anyone else except for one person who plays video games and hits women. <laughs> damn it, Kyle. D- damn it, Kyle. <laughs> but uh, nah, just, but uh, that's what you get for making a fruitcake flavor, you fucking animals. <laughs> You were forever going to hold on to that. It tasted like bad strawberries. It really did. <laughs> but like, so uh, it, I will say the Flaming Hot was probably better. And that tasted like vomit. <laughs> flaming vomit. That had the bile aftertaste. <laughs> I feel like I was going to spit some black shit out. <laughs> but like of all of our episodes where we we drink something new, yeah. I will say this isn't the worst. It honestly it and like I'm it's not, not the best either. I'm not in love with it, but I I'll definitely keep, don't hate it. I'll keep sipping on. It. But that that's the problem though. How about about two or two or three of these, you know, you just get you get that right feel and you can call Chipotle service and then like, "Hey, tell, let me tell you something, motherfucker. They didn't wrap my burrito all the way." Sorry, you ordered. It's not it. tight. It ain't right. It ain't tight, motherfucker. I ordered that shit tighter than a nun on Sunday. But no. No, that shit was loose. <laughs> loose. Sorry, you ordered a bowl. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you weren't there. But like it, with all the with all the inclusion and everything, which is, you know, is nice on a large aspect. Dude, there are people on uh, on their own bullshit talking about this. I will never drink Bud Light again. I will never. Do- and like, I love that the other beer covers responded very quickly. It's just like, no, we do this too, dumbass. Like, yeah. Like, here's Coors Light. Silver bullet, motherfucker. Straight to equality. And it's just like. <laughs> silver bullet. Straight up your booty. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah silver bullet means civil rights. And it, it's, so, it's so fascinating that these people are just so upset over a can like I remember, the, you know, you're talking about the snowflakes on the left. I'm like, dude, if you're losing your goddamn shit over a rainbow on a fucking Bud Light can, get the fuck out of here. See, I come from the mind frame, and this this is just the same argument of Happy Holidays from Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit on their coffee mugs. You or mean little that satanic mugs. coffee shop? Yeah, exactly. With their it's, pagan icon and anti-Jesus cups. It's the same shit, but just with a different coat of paint on it. You know, just people love to get upset about what is on packaging. I'm the kind of person that you could put literally a mirror on the packaging with just a middle finger. You could be flipping me off as I'm buying your product. I don't care if it's a product that is inside the wrapper or the package or the bottle or the bag is what I want. I don't care what's on the outside because sooner or later, I'm going to be throwing it away. So if I have a beer and I don't like the way the label looks, I have three options, three options at my disposal. One, I'm just not going to buy the beer because I just really don't like the way the label looks. I think it looks stupid. Option number two, get said beer pour it in a cup then you don't have to look at the label option number three put a koozie on it nine times out of ten your ass has a koozie on it anyway so you're not even really gonna see it why are you now basing your temporary personality on the fact that you don't like bud light 
I think there's something deeper going on. Yeah, the fact that Bud Light is terrible. <laughs> yes, that's the reason I'm sitting here going, don't drink Bud Light. It's just a shitty beer. On the few, on the few occasions I agree with Joe Rogan, this was one of them. Yeah. He, he had a guy on his, on, um, on his show, and of course they brought it up, and Joe Rogan had the best. Who gives a fuck? He's like, yeah. do, you, do you want one? And the guy's like, fuck yeah, bring out a Bud Light. Fuck. And they had a decent time. They drank a tall boy fucking Bud Light in the morning. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's... That's, and, that's about right. And the way I look at it, if it made her happy to get recognition through Bud Light, you know, through going through her transition, 365 days later, Bud Light surprises her with the special can and makes it this whole ordeal. If that made her happy, so fucking what? What's the big deal? It didn't physically hurt anyone. It didn't rob anyone. It didn't abuse anyone. It's a label on a can showing support to someone that decided to go through a transition and the company saw it and wanted to support it. Yeah. So and, what? And what's crazy is like the history of beer as it begin with is very like on the progressive side of history on a lot of times. And like I have a whole story about <laughs> and you, Coors. And you expect them to be any yeah. different now. Yeah, yeah, like there's a whole story about Coors and the gays in San Francisco. It's a very elaborate story, but I'll go I'll talk about that later on another conspiracy episode. But like there it is a it's just a drink. Yeah. It's always been just a drink. Now, if he had his own brand, yeah, that'd probably be different. Yeah. Yeah, but he don't. So, it is what it is. I just thought it was rather ridiculous that, like, it's a big uproar. It's no Bojangles tea, though. (laughs) The big uproar of the week, though, wound up being that Bud Light had a couple acronyms and a flag on it, and that got people so upset. Yeah. They're going to be really upset. Real man of genius. I, 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 feel, I feel bad for these teenagers who are drinking because they're going to open up a can of Bud Light no matter what and realize it tastes like shit. Yeah. Poor, <laughs> poor I, motherfuckers. Again, that's why I'm sitting here going, I'm like, hooray for equality. Hooray for them, you know, doing the thing. But at the same time, why couldn't a better tasting beer do it? <laughs> I think, I think, to be I think a lot of ideas are just like, like so ingrained in some of these people. Like if you say that, you have anything related to these people and to this minority group in any way it just fucks with them it's like i can't believe they drink the same kind of beer as me and breathe my air like i breathe my air i bet they drive fords too oh my god and it's just like get the fuck out of here man there ain't nothing between us but opportunity and air and i just took all the air yeah I, I do saw love that I do. on a video today. I'm about lost my shit because one of the GMs. Every time I see him, every time I walk in, he just goes, "Hey, baby girl, your mama let you date <laughs> like that." And the thing is, he says it because there's nothing really good to say back to that. There's there's really no good comeback to it. Now I've got one, which is, oh come on, man, there ain't nothing between us except uh, opportunity and air. <laughs> I just took all the air <laughs> because it's just weird enough to match that fucking weird yeah. <laughs> because he's just going to stare at me and be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's one of those news things that just popped up. It, it'll be a rise and fall. No yeah, one yeah. gives a shit. It's just another thing. It is. And like, I, it's nothing but like branding. Like it's no different than uh, uh, the LGBTQ you know pride month or whatever it's yeah. just like all the corporations yeah gay people are okay and then it stops and like 
fuck y'all. And yeah. it starts get selling the fuck out. Yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> and it's just like, yep, that's that's it. That was the end of that. Yay for corporates. Yeah, but that's it's a corporate you know, it's a corporatocracy at the end of it. That was the word I was looking for, but I just stopped at corporates. I was like, I'm not gonna try. Yeah, so yeah, the corporatocracy is very elaborate. It's like mill towns. But uh that oh uh going into our new segment, um Elon Musk is actually wanting to create a corporate town. Uh, first, I think I heard about this. First of all, um, in as a fan of history, corporatocracies do not work. It's actually communism through a corporation, and it doesn't fucking work. Uh, a great example of this, you guys can look it up, are mining towns in West Virginia and Kentucky. A uh, Chris Morrison's coal mining uh, opens up a town, hires everyone to work at the coal mine. Uh, I would give you dollars, but you could use Chris Coin instead and go to the Chris grocery store and the Chris gas station. Do you need a vehicle? Well, you just come down here and borrow one of mine. Chris car. Chris car. And Chris caps. And everything's run through this, this one thing. It's literally a license to print their own currency. Yeah. And if we know anything about making your own currency, it's fucking bad <laughs> because it holds no intrinsic value yep. other than your goddamn word. Just like the real money, except you don't have an army to back it up. With. <laughs> All you have are gun thugs and guys with sticks. <laughs> but like, he, that's his next thing that he wants to build around uh, Tesla and his new Endeavor X Corp. Yes. So X Corp, which sounds, I will say evil as fuck <laughs> it doesn't sound like something lex luther would come up with no it's kind of like the death head nazis looking at each other yeah. hey why do they call this death head division i don't know man <laughs> but this paps is pretty good huh look oh, maybe we look fucking crisp <laughs> so it's like yeah x corp is what is now everything it sounds fictional it should be fictional dude i don't know what's running through this dumbass's mind where he's like oh i'll get to make up the name you dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what Twitter now is. It's part of X. Twitter, like a, a six months from now, would be nothing but like a rotten.com where you just crush puppies. That's uh, all it is now. That's what it's getting closer to being. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care. Let, the, let that blue bird burn. See, see, if anything, everyone's complaining about Elon buying Twitter. I'm fine with it. Kill the fucking thing. Make it burn. Kill the app, dude. Make it, it unusable. And like, not just the killing Do the app. It. He, I guess he, I don't think he realized like the multinational laws he had to abide by with owning such a big website. Granted, we could talk shit about Twitter all day. It is a forum of idiocy, but it's also a form of you know constant constant ideas there were there were good things on there just like facebook there are good things on there and there are bad things just like the internet itself uh and, we, you and know, a lot of gray and a lot of gray with, <laughs> with sprinkles of blood but like uh it's, it's like salt on your eggs <laughs> but but like he's he doesn't realize that like in places like germany where they're very strict on certain ways that you're saying the word nazi and like you can't be flagrant about that shit in a country like Germany. Yeah, Germany's no. very just like, what the fuck did you just say? We're moving nine, past that. Nine, because they teach it a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it's very like, the, the idea of a swastika in Germany is like punishable immediately. It's like a felony almost. And they, they lock that shit down because they don't want other 
thing. Yep. They don't want well, that. And even, and even with uh, Kiss, even though their double lightning bolt is not a one-to-one, they still had to change their album covers to be Zs yeah. uh, in Germany. So yeah. if you, so you can find German release records that either have like this really weird 70s-looking font that says Kiss, mm-hmm. or it has just Zs in yeah. place of the double Ss. And so like with with twitter you know basically becoming kind of like our facebook is becomes a very alt-right forum that gets pushed through an algorithm now and you know it's very it's like let's let's throw wood on the fire and make it make it worse and in germany they're like no it technically on the law that you're operating here in germany too you you know you signed a business agreement so we're allowed to sue you per tweet to the to like the I think it came out to like five hundred and fifty million Deutschmarks or uh, euros, which is like six hundred and fifty or six hundred and eighty million dollars here in the United States. And I was like, how much did he buy Twitter for? It wasn't that much. And like the value was just plummeting. And now he's I think I think what he's going to have to do is put it under that umbrella of X Corp and kind of hide it. Yep. Because that's what there's, I was leading into. That's no way you can what he's doing. Do that whole pay to verify bullshit. I will say the people who spent the first when it first round was like eight bucks. I love the people. It was just like, oh, I'm Eli Lilly. Insulin's only ten dollars now, and it's just like we're not Eli Lilly. Eli Lilly's like just calling fucking like Twitter up. That's not us. You son of a bitch. How did you verify that? I don't know, but he, but y'all y'all did say it's ten dollars now. No, god damn it. Now now insulin's thirty five dollars. <laughs> so. I I'm sorry. I may wind up making myself I'm a big. Sorry. I'm sorry. I may wind up making myself to be a big asshole here, but I'm gonna clown on any motherfucker that is paying fifteen dollars to Meta right now for their blue check marks. You can now get verified on Instagram and Facebook for fifteen a month. I've never been on Instagram. Y'all to make one, man. No, I, I am. I am actually just my hands. <laughs> it's just my hands that are Instagram. <laughs> I'm making account. I know, but my hands are there on someone else's account because I was showing them how to cut something. But like, I'm pretty. No, you're you're also on the Something Good Network Instagram. Yeah. Because I used a screen grab of you and Cap during the King of the Hill trivia. Yeah. But no, I've never used Instagram. Um, I know you keep telling me to get on get on the stuff and promote, and I'm just like, I promote. Just, God damn it. The most I'll do is like press the share button on the Facebook, and I'm just like, "Hey, Alex is advertising some graphic artist stuff. Share." And then I close the app and check Messenger. That's all I use. <laughs> hey, what's going on in the world? I don't know. I looked at the CNN website and they told me the news, but that's about it. <laughs> and I looked at the group chat with all the memes. Yeah, it's like yeah, dank. Yep, dank. Yep, mid, mid, dank. <laughs> I will say this: Bojangles is pretty fucking mid. It's very mid. It's no chicken. I will say that. (laughs) And one last little piece of uh, news I wanted to uh, cover is a quick non-spoiler review of Mario. Motherfuckers, go watch it. It's not bad. (laughs) I've been seeing so many reviews online talking about it being bad and a waste of time and there's no plot. What the fuck do you expect? Okay. Again, no spoilers. What do you expect from a Mario movie? If you've played any of the games, you know the plot. There's a mild change. The main person that usually gets captured is not the one captured. You've already seen in the trailer. Luigi gets captured. 
That's the only difference. It plays out like a Mario game. You go through different levels, aka different worlds, and then you go and meet Bowser. And guess what you're going to do to Bowser? Kick his ass. Yeah! yeah. Guess what happens in the movie? It's not... Don't go into it looking for plot. Look for the callbacks. Look for the references to all video games from the very first like arcade Jumpman games all the way up to Galaxy uh, or Odyssey, whatever the newest Odyssey. one, Odyssey, all the way up to that. There are references to all of it. The voice acting was good. I'll get to one person I didn't like in a second, but the voice acting was good. The animation, if you had not told me it was Illumination, I would have never guessed. It is honestly their best looking film, period. And it is a movie. It is not cinema. It is a movie. Go turn your brain off if you're a Mario fan. Enjoy the pretty colors and all the references and leave happy. Because guess what? There's very few things left in life that is just pure enjoyment. There's no agendas being pushed. There's no, hey, by the way, the Mushroom Kingdom is worrying about global warming. There's no real life problems at all in this movie. It is strictly fun. Enjoy that. Don't piss it away. <laughs> we need those few purely enjoyable things left in life. And that is this Mario movie. That's my take on it. <laughs> the one voice actor I hated, though, was um, the one that honestly felt like he was going to be the best fit. I did not like uh, Seth Rogen as who, um, who did he play? DK. No. Well, Seth Rogen, that's, it's, it's, his voice is so recognizable. And he, he does have, it's kind of like Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is always Vince Vaughn in movies and that's in yeah. that kind of that can bring it down we'll see and apparently in his contract he said he was not going to put on a voice yeah and i think that was a huge mistake because the reason why i felt like it was going to work so well is because he already kind of has that voice put a little bit of a goofy affliction on it and that would have been a great donkey kong but the whole time he's just like hey he sounds just like Joe, uh, almost said Joe Rogan. <laughs> he it sounds just like Seth Rogan. So it's just, I don't know. I, I, that was a horribly missed opportunity, although he did do the Seth laugh. Yeah. So, uh, so, so Donkey Kong did the Seth Rogan laugh. So that was pretty funny when it happened. But outside of that, uh, he, he should have done a voice. It yeah. would have been better. But that's my only gripe. Yeah. Well, like you said, you know, that it's. That's the thing I think people think don't realize about movies anymore. It's like, yeah, you have your art film, you have your Michael Bay spectacular, and it's just like, dude, you're not gonna get a goddamn Francis Ford Coppola or a fucking Martin Scorsese fucking Yoshi Island movie, motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're not gonna get that HBO Max Mario Kart uh, thing with Pedro Pascal, which would be. Like that, that I wish that trailer was real. Fucking Luigi's Fury Road. Like, <laughs> yeah. How about fucking Luigi answering the door with a goddamn shotgun? Yeah. <laughs> Take this motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, like, I, I wouldn't have expected anything if I was to go watch the movie. Yeah. Just like I don't expect much out of a Star Wars film, or you know, I'm not. A, 
like I don't need an allegory for everything there, George. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like in Marvel movies. But, I, but it's poetry. No, it's it not. It rhymes. No, no, it's not. You stole it from Dune and Westerns. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. It's, it's poetry. <laughs> you wouldn't know poetry if it bit you on the dick. I don't like sand. Yeah, I bet you fucking don't, you <laughs> old piece of shit. <laughs> But yeah, if if anyone here grew up with the Mario films, enjoyed it, or if you're old enough to have your own kids and they enjoy Mario movie uh, games, watch the movie. It it's very sweet. It's one of like I said, it's one of those few unabashedly happy, joyous films. I will say, like quick spoiler: when Mario and Peach go to that eyes wide shut party. At Bowser's kid's house, that was fucking wild. Intense. <laughs> fucking Depeche Mode's playing in the background. I did not expect that. <laughs> Dry Bones getting his bone on. God damn, it was wild. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus. Speaking of wild, I think it's about time for us to move on into our main topic. <laughs> <laughs> we have this really cool idea, but we're going to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> the episode one story. Yeah, hear, hear me out. Hear me out. All right. We're going to show a bad guy who's never been seen before, played right. by one of the greatest stunt actors of all time, Ray Park. Kick-ass athlete. Can, can he do a sidekick flip? Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking fantastic. Cool. We're going to get Liam Neeson, one of the premier actors from overseas who does action movies. Fantastic Shakespearean level actor. We're going to get Ewan McGregor. Don't hurt his dog. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, straight off the fucking rails from uh, uh, that movie about when he was doing heroin, <laughs> transpotting. Like he's Natalie like, Portman. Natalie Portman. Guess what? Her bu- double will be Kira Knightley. Uh, unknown at the time. We're going to get this unknown kid. He's going to be like a really... Jake Lloyd. Yeah, we're going to get this Jake Lloyd looking motherfucker. And he's going to be... <laughs> looking motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> he is Jake Lloyd. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I think there's two Jake of them. Jake looking motherfucker. I think there, there's two of them. <laughs> there's the Olsen twin version of him who doesn't have a bulk cut and, and doesn't have a drug addiction. <laughs> So we got this kid with a bowl cut. Honestly, I will say his hair is very clean for a slave. (laughs) Also, we're going to bring back all your favorites. You know, your legacy characters. It's going to be fun. (laughs) And then George Lucas Lucas is like, yeah, yeah, but can I I piss on it just a little bit? What, what's, what's going on, George? What if we had a black character who wasn't black and was like 1940s Disney? Uh, so you're the, on that train. Yes. Yes. He, he, he wrote an Uncle Tom character that's an alien. Okay. I didn't know we were going to be jumping straight into that portion no, of let's, it let's, 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 That's later on. That's later on. That's later on. But I will say, say. I'll jump in, too. I just didn't know that's what we were leading with. I will say this, this whole thing. Is about the United States in a very negative light, <laughs> like allegorically wise. That's what he's telling. Is the, oh yeah, the no, fall and, of the United States, and he's very upfront talking about how certain aliens were, you know, based on senators and you know X Y Z, and you know, so yeah, we are talking about episode one and episode two and episode three, the prequels. <laughs> shut it, shut it off, shut it off, shut it off. This, this is a bad idea. Shut it off. <laughs> 
And the main hook of it being how these movies have kind of had a second life. Yeah. They're, they're starting to get a little bit more love. And a lot of people are attributing it to the fact that when the kids that saw these movies when they were literally kids are now old enough to have fond memories of and being like oh well this was my star wars and now there's a new swell of love for it so i am curious you know we were kind of in that middle ground you know this wasn't necessarily my star wars because i saw all three before episode one so i have to really consider that my star wars that was my first so when episode one came out i was hype I didn't get to see it in a theater, sadly, but I did get the VHS tape, and I think it's actually still in that closet over there. But I do where not- it shall remain. Yes, <laughs> along with my uh, VHS copy of Episode Two. Oh shit! Um, I and I don't remember loving it even then. Like it was almost that I want to watch it because I like Darth Maul, and I'm young enough to like tolerate other things I don't like just so I can see Darth Maul. That kind of thing. And like I think that that's going to be very very similar in the next 10 15 years about the newest trilogy with those fans you know the people people who were younger that went and saw those movies like you know especially like force awakens force awakens is a very hype movie to start a trilogy on oh yeah not much different from new hope or episode one you know oh, man it's a lot of storytelling it's a lot of callback stuff you know even 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 new hope in all intents and purposes, does call back to something that we don't see. So those people who watched that movie to begin with, hey, here's this old man, and he's talking about, hey, he knew my dad. There's he, a Clone War? What the fuck is the Clone War? Oh, yeah, let me tell you something. I started and ended that shit, motherfucker. <laughs> all right? And lights a cigarette with a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> this was your daddy's. Here, like, throws him like a, it's basically like a Zippo. Here you go. That was your daddy's. I pulled it off his burnt corpse when Darth Vader murdered him. It was me. <laughs> Just chugging blue milk. You want some of this? <laughs> Put some hair on your fucking nuts. Archie's looking at him. Hey, he was there. He was there. Hey, you remember that gold son of a bitch? <laughs> Where's he at now? He's right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy that killed your daddy built that fucking murder machine too. He killed stormtroopers with a yeti. <laughs> and I've, I've, for some reason, and I'm glad we wound up doing this. This is at least topical in uh, some of the videos I've been watching. I'm. I've been re-watching a lot of the documentaries for episode one, oddly enough. And one, I watched the official Lucasfilm making of, and then I forget who it was. It wasn't Mr. Sunday movies, but it was someone kind of like with the same formatting, um, did a breakdown of their opinion of the episode one making of and how it was perceived. And he brought up, I wish I remember who it was so I could give proper credit, but he brought up a really good point that really kind of made me look at the prequels now, even within the past week, in a different light. When those first three movies were created, he literally had to create the technology to make it happen. How do we make this trench run happen? How do we make these, you know, X-wings and tie fighters explode? You know, how do we make lightsabers? We have to create this entire organization just to make this one movie work. Fast forward all these years later, George Lucas, a visual innovator, wants to push that to the next level. 
people that saw the original Star Wars, I'm sure were going, oh my God, this is like weird. This is almost too much. Like so much is happening and we've never experienced like this much graphical like abundance and like clarity as this is ooh, too much. Now we get episode one with an entirely CGI character, which was the very first one to be done in a live action movie. Not including like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That was more of like a 2D placement on top of it. This is a full 3D character. He's pushing all these limits and boundaries of what his technology now can do. And now it's being recognized by the generation that grew up with it, looking at how Star Wars is working now with all this AI face swapping technology and voice changing technology and splicing people into scenes. He was called a crazy asshole and like meticulous asshole for just wanting like a cockpit scene to be like, oh no, I like the reaction of this guy and this take better. We're just going to splice the two together. That way we get the best reaction out of both. Now we're doing that on TikTok. Yeah. You know? So he was just so much ahead of his time that it could not be properly appreciated because people wanted more of the same. Well, uh, there are there were limits like technologically wise. You know, at that time, you know, stuff like Toy Story, which was bad shit to think of that you can make of, that was being made in 1992, 93 Jurassic Park, which to this day looks like it was made here like it made really now. looks good and but that's because steven spielberg knew ahead of time like hey computers are the next thing james cameron with a titanic same thing hey why is it taking you fucking six years to make this movie uh shut the fuck up uh i wanted a submarine let me cook yeah let me let me let me build my submarine and then you can talk yeah. <laughs> and that's that's how james cameron is like he's just like don't worry you have this idea to bring in those 3d back it's like what those red and blue things no shut the fuck up and <laughs> you'll you'll see it in my next movie yeah and you know those guys you know those pillars of filmmaking do change a lot i think he got a lot of kickback uh later on because it's oversaturated a lot but you know in the and I remember the making of because I had the double DVD. Yes. Um, and the making of was really cool because it was all right. We are going to build the town to an extent. All right. We're we are going to do this. We are going to do that. Uh, we are going to be on practical sets here and there, but we do need to keep it Hollywood because we need. If I'm spending all this money, I want to keep it in, in an environment where I can control it. Which George Lucas is that guy. And also, fun fact: I think you even brought this up one time. There were more models and miniatures made for Episode One than there were for any of the other previous Star Wars movies to that date. I think that was probably because of a cost incentive, because they would have to reuse those models constantly in the original because hey 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 ted you made a great trench dude that looks fantastic but i am going to light it on fire what we're going to need that for the next one what do you shut the fuck up dude i'm just I'm, I was, we're blowing this one up so get back to work and make another one <laughs> honey i'll be back march 1st <laughs> and it's, it's like fucking january it's yeah like, god damn it dude. meticulously gluing all these tiny little things and together. then trying to like look at all the photos because you know george lucas is like pissing on it while it's burning <laughs> fuck your paper mache ted i'm a visionary <laughs> on one of his coke runs with carrie fisher 
Oh my god! Hey, Carrie, you don't need to wear a bra. There's a, you don't need them in space. It's just, and she believed him like an asshole. <laughs> so let's let's also kind of lead into this part of it too, because we were talking about you know the younger generation now growing up and having a new appreciation for it. Episode one, is that a movie for kids? Yes. Why is there so much politics and tax trade information and dialogue in it? Because it's your parents taking you to the goddamn movie. But if it's a kid's movie, see, this is why I always have a problem with that kind of discuss or not problem. That's the wrong word. Uh, misunderstanding when people so vehemently just call star wars a kids movie it's like yes it is aimed for kids look at the toys look at everything else that's done it is for children but it's hard to say that the movies are made for children does that make sense like they can be for kids but not made for kids just like any other animated movie we watched when we were kids there are subtle jokes that are adult oriented when you're a child you're not going to see that shit when you're an adult taking your kid it's like oh man he's going to love the aliens and guess what that's what the kid's looking at he's looking at the aliens the spaceships the lightsaber fights the parents are looking at this like are the Trade Federation China? Like, because <laughs> they speak in a in a weird, weird Asian accent, and I'm pretty sure Tatooine, the guy that owns fucking Anakin, is an allegory for a certain group of people. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll, par- we'll stay away from that one. Yeah, you know, but the parents, but the parents are just like, yeah, there's going to be like, all right, so why is it, why are they fighting? You know, and I think that kind of goes into the rewatch value so like when you're a kid you're watching the pod racing the uh the droids the droid the big duel at the, the end big duel. Yeah, yeah the, the duel of fate whatever and and you're going into it as a kid but when you get older it's just like hey i want to show my kid this because that's what george Lu- george lucas is probably the greatest director when it comes to legacy fans right up where with peter jackson peter jackson does the same thing he makes legacy films that would be rewatch value how many times have we seen YouTube? He's like, this is how I break down the fucking Darth Maul fight between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. And like, and this is how it parallels in the animated series. <laughs> like, I get it, man. You want to sell fucking Raycons? I get it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Surfshark. I've heard. Raycon Shadow Legends. <laughs> Earbuds for stupid fucking games. <laughs> um, so like, I could see that that's what it's for. It's a legacy thing. So, like, a good example of this are the adult jokes that are in Toy Story. Oh, God, yeah. Tons. Buzz Lightyear literally has a mental breakdown. I am Mrs. Nesbitt. When you're a kid, you just think that's funny because he's doing a funny voice. No, he's having an existential crisis, which your parents probably have once or twice, and they can relate to this goddamn movie long enough. And there's a lot of Shining jokes in there, too. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of fucked up shit in these kids' movies, and it's like, you watch it and it's like all right the kid's fine the kid's not going to get it but i'm watching this and it's just like did they start a a trade war did these two religious caliphates just show up and start an entire world war like basically like common sense like yeah a galaxy wide war yep yeah they did yep but but it's like but again that is such a pivotal thing of this movie. Yeah, along with all three. I think I think George Lucas did this because he wanted to make a cohesive story for adults that placates the children. Yeah, I think that's why uh, Clone Wars 
is kind of the same, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it's very heavy on the love story part, which kids aren't going to give a shit about. Yeah. And how it's really heavy on when, like, Obi-Wan goes to, like, Kamino or they're, you know, chasing, like... Here's Obi-Wan's fight with Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, and that's, and that's that, you know. You're still doing a, an adult story for children with dynamics of children. So, but there are there are like real world effects to that. Yeah. So like when a kid goes back and watches it with their kid when they're older, they're going to notice those kinds of things. And mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit, that's that's why it started like god damn they were just trying to kill these two taliban motherfuckers like, that's all they were trying to do and now 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 he's like half robot and he killed his buddy like god damn that's a compelling story so and also would you say that when people when because even george lucas just goes these are movies for eight-year-olds do you think eight-year-olds are really no. caring i think he says that to belittle the fans why would, why would Lucas want to belittle his fans? No, because he's saying that because he wants to shut up criticism. That's what you do when you shut, shut up criticism. Uh, great example is a guy named Stephen Moffat. Stephen Moffat has taken America by storm by remaking old shows and changing the dynamic of them and making more, having more dynamism. No, you're just making them suck. He did it with Doctor Who. He did it with Sherlock. And it's just like, those shows were good. You came and fucked it up. And now you're just like the king of nerd culture for the UK. Yeah. And now you're coming to America and fucking with it. So like, mm. and he belittles fans by doing this. He literally shows a stand-in for fans of that show Sherlock and makes him look horrific on the show. So, Sounds like She-Hulk. Yeah, but like George Lucas does it too. George Lucas, he'll always say it's for children, which is a lie. It's for everyone. That's that's yeah. the whole that's the whole thing about the alien part. It's inclusive of everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's inclusive without being inclusive. You know, why do we why do we like the aliens so much? Because there's a backstory, and he lets these uh, writers who don't get like a lot of good credit create these massive massive backstories that you can read online or watch in secondary shows hey what are the Caminos like well after Force Awakens it doesn't really fucking matter does it because they're fucking dead <laughs> but if you want to read about them there's a whole fucking wiki about them yep you know the only one was Yoda and he kept it too close to home because he didn't want to fuck with it but guess what when episode one came out hey look there's another one yep it looks weird as shit but there's another one <laughs> And Yoda in episode one looks scary. Oh, yeah. It looks like a Cronenberg monster. And, and the thing is, is yeah, they, they tried going back to the real puppet with episode one. And if you watch it now, he's been CGI'd. So, the, so fanboys... I, I, prefer, I prefer CGI Yoda from episode two. Yeah, so fanboys, calm down. The original trilogy is not the one that constantly gets tinkered with. Every single Star Wars movie has been tinkered with. Let me, let me fuck with it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, let's also discuss the thing that a lot of people also talk about, and we've talked about even our own time. Qui-Gon Jinn is probably the worst Jedi. No, no, he's not the worst. He's not great either. <laughs> oh, the, the opening line! Opening line! First sentence in the movie! Obi-Wan goes, I have a bad feeling about this. Qui-Gon goes, Really? I don't feel nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> it's like, really? No. 
if Obi-Wan had a bad feeling about this and you're like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> this is like, okay. First, all right, fine. First, first of all, that, that kid, that, let me tell you when something goes bad, okay? <laughs> I fought the real motherfuckers, all right? I've been across the galaxy, youngling. Like, <laughs> so kiss my ass. And, and then it's just like, you know, okay, little, little slip up. You didn't feel that coming. Cool. Whatever. We get to Tatooine. I want the boy. Okay, fine. You're going to just give him to me. No, no you're you're going to win it in a race. Fine. Go fucking race, kid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, a, that's another thing. It's just like, all right, so Watto really said, Watto, uh, immediately says, don't try your Jedi bullshit on me. And we know this as a fact because in the original trilogy, Jabba the Hutt's like, that wizard bullshit don't work on me. I've met you motherfuckers before. Yep. Period. And that's the end of that. See, so now we have a baseline. Mm-hmm. All right. So Watto is just like, no, you know, at any moment, at any fucking moment, he could have turned to Obi Wan or Natalie Portman's character, and he's like, hey, uh, watch the street real quick. Why do you want to watch this? So no one comes up behind us and fucking murders us while I kill this motherfucker because he's an. E- that's the fun fact about those characters who don't get forced by the Jedi they're always evil yep every fucking one of he's a slaver and it's just like the Jedi have taken children from families I don't think the Jedi Council would really give a fuck if they took him from a slaver so but and apparently they do so it's like all right he he runs it back over there Obi-Wan is going are you are you gonna train the boy he's just like yes I want to train him He's just like, well, I mean, he has to be approved by council. He goes, he will be. Shows him up to the council, and they're like, nah, I got a bad bitch. feeling about this motherfucker. Yeah, well, we, we got a bad feeling about this guy. He goes, I'll train him. Obi's now looking over at him like, bitch, I'm yours. Like, you're training me. He's just like, he's master now. He's like, he's a knight. Yeah, he's like, I'm not ready. I'm not. He's like, shut the fuck up. I got a new apprentice. You're you nothing just, you to me now. You just helped me kick off one of the largest wars that's ever going to be in the galactic history. Yeah, you're fucking ready. Yeah, he, he's just that's like... That's what he should have handed him, like, a gun. Like, yeah, he's, just like, he's like, I'm done with you. I'm taking the boy now. Yeah. But like, and, he, and, and then, so he single-handedly put all of this in motion. Qui-Gon is the worst Jedi. No, he's not the worst Jedi. He's not, he's not great. But he's not the worst. <laughs> I can think of a couple other ones that are worse. But like in the movies, in the movies, yeah, there, there's a couple one. Uh, the librarian is the fucking worst one because she's a cunt. Okay, look, the jet, uh, the the librarian only became canonically a full fledged Jedi she's in the Jedi. comic book. She's a Jedi because she's in the, the fact. Temple. No, because that's what we found out. There's Jedi janitors, Jedi knights, Jedi masters, and guess what? You can't have a race of just military motherfuckers. You're gonna have some people who gotta pick up the shit every now and then so you need a librarian i bet there's a jedi homeschool teacher out there somewhere showing kids how to dodge rocks i, I bet there was one who was just vaccines sick. hurt your midichlorian count yeah yeah, yeah. Some, <laughs> some fucking QAnon jedi bullshit because you got to remember there was thousands of these motherfuckers yeah they're force sensitive and some are more powerful than others mm-hmm. that's why i love sam jackson's character in this because he's not sam jackson he, he's very calm and he doesn't go ape shit till number three yeah and like his he's looking the little boy in the fucking eyes and saying we'll see mm. you know and he's the calmest motherfucker of them all everyone else is like eh, i don't know but he he's the only one who's just like 
fuck it, let it ride. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. If I have to, I'll cut that motherfucker in half because I don't give a fuck. I got I, a purple lightsaber, bitch. Because Mace Windu doesn't really give a fuck. No. He killed a man in front of his son like it was a Tuesday. Like, it wasn't shit. Like, on a Wednesday. Yeah, but like... Like a Tuesday on a Wednesday. But like, he did it like he was getting a can of soda. Yeah. <laughs> and he popped the top on that motherfucker real good. <laughs> but like, in episode one, I do love, like hindsight's 2020 on a lot of this when they're on Tatooine I'm just going to ignore the whole Naboo storyline because it's fucking stupid but they're on Tatooine and it's so uncomfortable when you're an adult watching this except for like two parts one that is just flabbergasted it's just like the oars of C-3PO and how they did the, the the movement on him is fantastic. And the making of. Yeah. Like, hey, I had this toy. I had the bare bones C-3PO toy. I did too. And I love that Anthony Daniels had to shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up, you British prick. Because the way you treated the man inside R2 makes you the worst piece of shit I could think of other than George Lucas. <laughs> With the bear people. <laughs> we'll do a whole episode on space Vietnam. <laughs> but ju- just just that segment. And Han Solo in the trench coat for some fucking reason. God 86 of motherfuckers. Makes them, make them say goodbye to their families on the phone. <laughs> While he's pumping them in the ground. On the comm links. On the comm. Call, call your fucking family. Tell them you're not going to be home for supper. <laughs> but there's that point, which is cool when you're a kid. As you're an adult, you're just like, ah, that's that's kind of McGuffy. Yeah. But when you're a kid, it's like, holy shit, that's what C-3PO looks like underneath. And it's like, oh, Anakin Skywalker. It isn't until you realize Anakin Skywalker is the bad guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the other part, well, it's three parts, but this, this one is, is fascinating to me. They're on their way to probably the coolest ship ever designed in Star Wars. The silver, the yeah. silver, the silver ship. And here comes... Darth Maul in full regalia on a motorcycle. And what does he do? His first idea was to cut this kid's head off with the motorcycle. And he misses. And it's just like, that's how you write a bad guy to nonchalantly murder a child. And it's just like, we didn't see that in the other movies. It's like, this is the most evil motherfucker alive. This guy almost killed Darth Vader. And he jumps off and just... Dude, immediately I, starts wailing. Qui Gon's not Qui Gon's not the worst because Qui Gon sees this. Oh fuck no! Bam! And he, like pulls that fucking knife and they're fucking throwing <laughs> they're throwing at it. And for a good solid three seconds, this was cool. Yeah. This was Star Wars, and everything else was just political bullshit. Oh, <laughs> cool! The Gungans look cool. You know, they, yeah, but yeah. that's a cool toy. You know, sub- All right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about our main Gungan. Hold on, before we get to and this before means. before we get to this piece of shit. Uh, and the, the life they ruined because of it. Natalie Portman casually talking to Anakin. And we know how George Lucas... Are you an angel? Oh, that's nice, little boy. I, uh, heard, I heard there was angels out in the whatever realm. I... They're not. Actually, out in the outer world, they're free people, you little dirt peasant. <laughs> so you're an angel. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then he fucks her later on. Which is weird as shit. If it was if it was reversed, if we got the Leia show and Han Solo was probably I don't know fifteen and Leia was like eight, 
Yeah, they'd cancel that fucking shit. Disney would be like, we're burning it all. We made a mistake. Catherine Kennedy did a bunch of coke and thought this would be a good idea. What a dumb bitch. <laughs> now we just burnt $3 billion worth of equipment because she wanted to see something weird. But no, George Lucas does it. Fucking visionary. <laughs> Kissing sisters. Kissing sisters. Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. But yeah... I know why George Lucas did it that way because that's what he grew up seeing. That that's what he grew up seeing when it came to caricatures of people. A great example are the Disney Crows. Yeah. Same fucking thing. It's not great. But as a kid, you don't care. You're just thinking this is a slapstick character who's ruining everything, by the way. He's 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 basically a Charlie Chaplin of fuck ups because <laughs> he's he's literally fucking shit up. And I when I first watched that movie as a kid, I was just like, "Oh, they're probably just going to kill him." Yeah, because he's a slapstick character. No, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but like they they kind of absolve themselves in episode two with him. I will yeah. say that he's very cordial. Like they tone it down a lot, a lot. But there was a lot of hate for that, and I don't under I didn't understand that growing up. I didn't understand the vehement hate. I definitely understood the dislike. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I am not afraid to say I was young enough to where I went through that phase. Like, maybe for a, a year, I was like, oh, no, Jar Jar is funny. I like oh, no, him. Like, like, character-wise, he is hilarious. Yeah. Cause that, cause, and almost like his gross, like, grotesque look, I also liked as a kid. Like, ew, he looks weird and he talks weird. That's kind of funny. And another thing is, he doesn't look like much close to the other ones no. that we see. Like, even the leader doesn't look like a Gungan. He's just nope. a big, giant reptile. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a giant toad man that you'd see in, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. with him. He, he would be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a villain. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's, a, he's a swamp job of the hood. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lucas has commented on the allegations or uh, assumptions presumptions that Jar Jar's character was based upon um like the old black stereotypes where token character yes where even like the long droopy ears kind of resembled dreadlocks and you know the way he walked his mannerisms the way he spoke with everything else and Lucas is hardcore like denied it like you know not in any sort of like defensive way but just kind of like takes it in listens to it and goes i mean i guess you can draw those parallels but i mean i looked at it as an aquatic character um he spoke a certain way he was going to move a certain way and i mean it's kind of a stretch to say that long ears equate to uh dreadlocks yeah because when i think of uh fictional uh, aquatic people i think of a crip walk and jive. <laughs> As Chris is just like bugging at me right now. Dude, even the toy. Do you remember the toy for Jar Jar? Like the action figure? He had a sag to him. Like, <laughs> like he wasn't like. He was the only one that bent at the knees, I remember. Because he could walk a certain way. Look, I'm not saying this in any sort of way. But like the. You made an Uncle Tom character. Well, but but the but the mocap suit was still done by Ahmed Best. Yeah. So like Ahmed's natural flow is going to translate through. So I mean, if you're seeing any sort of racial 
application, I would say that's just due to the person in the mocap and like their natural flow of movement. Nah, that that's not a natural movement. Like I, I'll, I'll let well, I'll, for, I'll, well for the cartoony. Yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna, I'll let it go. But like that, that's, <laughs> that's about as far as I was taking. I think George Lucas subconsciously, yeah. Been like as soon as we turn off this recorder, he's gonna be like, so, <laughs> so let me tell you something, motherfucker. I'm gonna pull out, I got my action figure in my pocket. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> How do you keep that with you all the time? It's evil luck. <laughs> but like, go at like the pod racing scene, which is visually back then the shit. And what that's what really sold me on the movie when I was a kid. It yeah. was just like, holy shit, they got these two engines. And it's kind of like a horse race almost. The the evil character, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, Saboba. Saboba. Uh, we see a little Greedo. Yep. That we presume is Greedo. No, we he actually is yeah. little Greedo. Yeah, but like when you're a kid, you don't know that. Yeah. But like he's just like, oh fuck, just kick the kill, kill him now, <laughs> save him a life of misery when he gets killed in a bar <laughs> later on. But well, one of his friends call him out on that. They're like, you better watch out, Greedo. He's gonna come back to bite you or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But so episode one, it was. I think in hindsight, it's a little bit more enjoyable, mainly for the fact that, you know, you're kind of looking at it with a fresh lens. It's not the next Star Wars. It's not your current phase of Star Wars. This has already happened. It's in the past. You can look at it and be able to disconnect from it afterward. It's not your constant. It's not the brand new. So I think from that episode one kind of sits in that weird spot of still not great but now it's starting to be appreciated a lot yeah more. and like what, what really sells the movie is you know the final fight scene you know we've we've seen what the jedi in their prime look like they have a council basically have an armada of sorts um uh, illuminati yeah they're basically cops in a weird fucked up way um they freely go wherever the fuck they want to it isn't a problem and when they get back to naboo we see the toy advertisement. Yep. Hey, look at this cool ass ship with all these droids in it. Dude, I remember having the Lego version of that. Yeah. And the Lego version of that was the shit. Dude, I remember taking those little droid Legos apart and making something monstrous. <laughs> like a giant <laughs> one with like legs that just, you know, like that. And because, you know, Legos are interchangeable, but like the ships were cool. They're streamlined look. Hey, this is probably what he originally designed. Mm hmm. But he went with this instead back in the 80s, or yeah. late 70s, early 80s. Um, and this seems like one of those movies, like when I was watching it, because I'd watched the making of too. He kind of blase doesn't talk about some characters, mainly uh, Padme and the Federation. Yeah. What they look like. He, uh, the If people look it up, if you look up the last queen of Mongolia that's what Padme looks like with all her regalia face makeup all that that's where he got that from before the communists killed him all but like that's what that look is the trade federation was the old Chinese look from back in the dynasty era so he was pulling from real things to create yeah. this and I think that's why it gets translated sometimes mm. in a negative way I see that because yeah. like why does Naboo have a, a queen that looks like that when everyone else is just like Uncle Joe fucking like they're just oh hey uh, yeah no, shit's bad 
<laughs> yeah, and he's wearing like a vest and like some jeans. Yeah, and like everyone, and but she's like full regalia. And it's like it doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> so, but why do you think that these the the prequels one, two, and three, aside from the generation just kind of growing up, do you think that maybe it's you know, okay, we even had documentaries like, you know, The People versus George Lucas, you know, where you had, you know, full-on dissertations on YouTube of how much George Lucas just messed up the legacy. He doesn't understand Star Wars anymore, you know, everything else. Yes, the man that created the story doesn't understand the story anymore. Sure. I honestly think that with how much Disney kind of botched the episode movies people kind of went back watched the prequels and went you know the graphics still aren't good but at least there's a story here i think uh, i honestly think because a storyteller can fuck up his own story if he's given too much time george lucas had 30 plus years to write this shit uh yeah he he vehemently could but guess what it's still his yeah, up to that point. And, you know, Star Wars will always be starships fighting in space, guys and bros with lightsabers versus cyborg guys with lightsabers, unique looking aliens, some political bullshit in the background, and some childlike wonder. All nine movies have these. All 10, 11 movies have these. <laughs> all, all 11 movies have these, okay? All of them. And I think people go into these movies with super high expectations, and they fucking shouldn't. Yeah. These movies, just like Mario, is a fun thing. There's going to be some adult stuff in it, and there's going to be some child stuff in it. And if you go in with your head up your own ass about an (laughs) expectation, you're going to fucking ruin it. Yeah, you're always going to ruin it. Just like people who hate the last Indiana Jones movie. Oh my god, I can't believe they did Aliens. Really? You can't believe that? They opened a fucking Chester drawer owned by Jesus. You got you didn't freak out about that. That was a guy that ripped the heart out of a child. You didn't give a fuck about that. Oh, those are classics. Shut the fuck up. Really? Like, <laughs> come on. You know what was going to happen. Yeah. This one's going to have something to do with time. Time travel. No different aliens to me. It's a fictional story about a hero who kicks people in the dick. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. With a whip and a gun. <laughs> Indiana Jones, bitch. Yeah. And like, but like, that translates to Star Wars, too. It's always going to be your, your down-and-out character, your person who's trying to struggle, trying to find their place in the universe, mm-hmm. who meets a cadre of characters who have found their place but can change. Yeah. That's the story of Star Wars. You can't really get away from that, no matter how hard you try. Yep. Even the shows do that shit. <laughs> like formulaic and, almost. Yeah, and that's and that's why people shouldn't get their fucking heads up their own asses when it comes to it. Yeah. Like you can look at these things and find these gems that are in it, especially in the newest trilogy, mm-hmm. that make the story progress, that make it kind of perfect. Yeah. If you decide to ignore the stuff you hate, which you should, you just, you just fucking ignore it. Yeah. If you want valid criticism, make valid criticism. But like, there's there's a difference between like, oh man, I can't believe they did they didn't use puppets. Really? Fuck puppets, man. <laughs> Computers are better. And see, and that that was I think that was the whole crux of the prequel eras. 
is people could not get past the visuals, which I understand. You know, some of that stuff is way out there. Well, it, 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 got dated used, too, it got dated too quickly because technology progresses too fast. Well, not only that, he, George made such a jump. I mean, the last thing people got was Return of the Jedi. Then they got their special editions. So then the weird taste was already in their mouth. Then he gives them episode one, visually so disconnected from what we had seen before. I think it was too much of a shock. It was too yeah. different. Yeah. It's no different than what Disney did back in that same time when they were in a lull. And they're having to deal with like companies like DreamWorks and Ubi Works and stuff who are putting out these fantastical films. And Disney's just like, we really need to figure something out. We mm-hmm. really need to invest in something new that isn't Snow White and Bambi because this guy who wrote fucking Dragon's Lair is kicking our fucking ass. Yeah. Jim Henson's over here doing Dark Crystal and I can't make my fucking nut. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we really need to fit this shit. You know, just picture him as corporate motherfuckers from Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and like but you know, that's all I have to say about really like episode one yeah the end fight's still fantastic people critique that shit too it's like oh how is Obi-Wan able to you know spin jump it's like motherfucker just saw his only friend die yeah it might have been his master or whatever but this motherfucker needed to pick his shit up or he was going to get cut to fucking pieces and that was the great thing about the Sith mm. they don't see it coming they never fucking do. And, and, and a great little Easter egg at the end that someone else brought up that it's like, I was like, oh, I've not heard anyone bring that up before, and I never really connected the dots either. Palpatine sends Maul to kill Qui-Gon, or the crew. Then Palpatine attends Qui-Gon's funeral. Yeah. That cold-blooded bastard and that was a great thing and that's one of those things that kind of ruined me ruined something ruined me for that before i went in because i had bought a star wars book uh the cd ruins it too yeah but yeah quite god's fate but yeah but like i had bought a book it was about the original trilogy and it was telling the story of anakin skywalker and they said in a paragraph emperor palpatine blah 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 and I'm like, well, who the fuck is this? And then they'd say it in the paragraph. And this is before episode one even started filming. Yeah. So the story was already laid out by George Lucas in this little like page book, like art mm-hmm. book. And then when I watched the movie, I'm just like, oh shit, that's the bad guy. Because I thought it was the other white guy with a giant staff that could be the bad guy. But no, that's a MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, the end fight was fantastic. They do the weird celebration scene at the end. It's just like, uh, no, you fought a battle in a war. The war is not over, motherfucker. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to moonwalk on the graves of the fucking droids not right now. We got to, you know, boot and rally. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Anakin, high five, motherfucker. You just killed and, and you destroyed an entire fleet ship. Stay in the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Another bet, great Qui-Gon quote. Stay in the cockpit. Yep. I bet that runs in the family, doesn't it? Killing a whole bunch of sentient things in a ship in space. The Skywalkers are the greatest genocidal maniacs of all time. They really are the Star Killers. Star Killers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't walk. I ran, motherfucker. <laughs> 
But yeah, episode two. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we're at like an hour and a half already. Do we want to do episode yes, this two? This is gonna be a four hour episode. Come Fuck. On. <laughs> Fuck. Well, have, have another drink. <laughs> well, well my, my whole thing of like wanting to discuss all these wasn't like wanting to like go through the movies individually. It's just more or less like the we just wound up talking about episode one a lot, but just like it's very important. Like, it's, yeah, it is. But just like the overall perception of those movies from then to now mm-hmm. uh, so it's like episode two when i remember that one coming out it was primarily hated for the love story uh i don't see as much love for episode two there's a lot more adult stuff in episode two mm-hmm. and lucas even was just like i know while filming this people are going to hate this movie but i'm going to put it out anyway fuck you but <laughs> what he did with that movie if it was if it's his grand plan he just introduced a lot of content that could be brought back yeah i mean there, there's a ton of meat in the movie i mean primarily you know the fets uh of course you know the whole clone war situation situation um yeah and so it's yeah just, that's what they called it yeah it's just a situation oh you were involved in the clone situation yeah i was there <laughs> So it's like you uh, know quagmire. Yes. We we call it a quagmire. <laughs> just a little, just a little tussle. That's a little tussle, like street huffs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he did introduce a lot of lore stuff in this, and there was a time jump. I think of what like ten years or some shit. Um, yeah. So it's like you know he, he did try to do a bunch of new stuff, but I mean, even watching it again now. I like the moments when like Obi-Wan runs off by himself to do like his own little espionage, you know, crime fighter thing with Dooku. Um, but the whole subplot of like Anakin going to Tatooine, it's like, I get why they're doing it. It's character building. It still just rolls like an egg though. Like that, it's all just that, that so- was something that I think if he had hindsight on what he was doing, could have been a show. Oh Yeah. But Clone Wars became an animated show very quickly because of it. Yeah. Um, you know, but just like that whole Tatooine bit and like, you know, him. No, just, where he just kills a shit ton of raiders. Well, I mean, even that part was fine. But just like all the parts leading up to it, it just felt very weird. Yeah. Because Hayden Christensen is weird. <laughs> but he's a good actor. Oh, he's fantastic. Just but, didn't but, have but, good but, direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I need you to make a complex character who has sympathy for his own son and his children by the end before he dies and saves the galaxy. You didn't do that. <laughs> Great job, Lucas. <laughs> you fucking freak. But like, can you imagine if in Clone Wars they had got together and it was actually just like a thing against the Jedi more or less. And then instead of just field trip to kill people, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it would have been more if they were just kept it on Coruscant, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Obi-Wan, are you okay by yourself? He's like, yeah, you know, stay with her and don't do nothing stupid. Yeah. You know, that, that good old saying, and obviously he fucks it up. Uh, <laughs> but we could have saw a lot more when it came to the investigation part. We could have been like, oh, hey, instead of this librarian saying, no, you're wrong. It's not there. And it could have just been, whoosh, shut the fuck up. 
I saw it. <laughs> That's what that should that whole scene should have been. He should have smacked that old woman. But I do like there's a philosophical part of it too with Yoda because he's a big part of the movie. And what we saw in the movie is we saw Jedi's and we assumed they were knights in the the Battle of Geonosia. And what happens? Jango Fett kills one in front of God and everybody. He he pops up and gets the drop on him, but he's not a knight. That alien gets killed immediately. A lot of Jedi die in that battle. And that's the first time we ever see something like that. And it's just like, holy shit, this is going to be a nitty-gritty fight. And what's the next thing that happens? I, Jango Fett. Oh, I've been fighting Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's just the knight. And I could hold my own against the knight. He about kills Obi-Wan like twice. But then a master showed up and cut his little tin can ass in half. <laughs> And that was it. <laughs> and that kind of showed you, like, a scale. Like, for me, when I watched that movie, was a scaling event, kind of. Oh, yeah, there's levels to these motherfuckers. Mm. And Mace Windu just hauled ass. If, if you go back and watch it, he ducks a little bit and just runs it. He doesn't use a Jedi super speed for some reason. But like, I mean, you only get one. Yeah, you only get one shot. Yeah, and they use it to hide from some droids. Lame. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he just whacks this dude's head. And he, keep in mind, he's always looking up when he does it. So he's looking at Dooku and he's looking at the other people in that in that uh, dais. Like, you're next. Yep. I see you. I killed this guy without looking him in the face. I'm not that kind of Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Like he, He's that one we talked about earlier. It's just like, yeah, you never see a Jedi cut a dude's hand off and force push him into a steel door. Nah, because that's Sith shit. Mace Windu as a Sith with two fake arms. Oh, that would be the shit. He has one arm that just separates and turns into a gun. <laughs> My Star Wars would be the shit. But yeah, so Clone Wars was basically just pandering for the clone wars yeah all those fans were just like talking about it and talking about it it's just like the one line of dialogue ripples out and the clones are legitimately fucking cool yeah and they're fighting an army of robots sci-fi wise that is probably fucking the best things two things that don't exist fighting each other in sci-fi that are legitimately fucking scary clones and robots I, I, I still like also how like the very beginning of the movie i like when they scream dooku <laughs> hires boba fett Boba Fett hires the shapeshifter. Django ship. And the shapeshifter hires out some bugs to yep. do some work. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's like... <laughs> this is why the Empire needs to exist, because these lazy motherfuckers, these subcontractors, aren't getting the job done. You need, <laughs> you need boots on the ground. All right? Mercenaries suck. But the one movie that really has been getting some, a lot more love, like, I literally heard someone refer to Revenge of the Sith as God Tier. No, but it is a fun movie. It is a fun. That's That was the only of the prequels I did see in theaters. Yeah. I caught that one in theaters. And, man, I don't know. I know it's that, that movie in particular is getting a whole lot of new love, but the, the whole important crux of that is the transition to Darth Vader. And it's two seconds. It's two seconds. And honestly... I think it would have been cool to at least get a few scenes of him in the suit doing some shit. Yeah. Like, it didn't have to be long, yeah. but just, like, a little something. Yeah. Anything. Or even, like, drag out the whole Anakin as Darth Vader just without the suit thing a little bit more. Like, let's just see rage Darth Vader before he had to be in a suit. Because of all the three movies, that one probably has the best opener. Mm-hmm. Where they go into the chamber... 
and fight Dooku a second time because first time they fought him, this old man whooped y'all's ass and he had to fight this little Yoda motherfucker and he's just like, stand down, you little piece of shit. I don't want to have to do this. Bring it, motherfucker. <laughs> and he pulls out his spaceship and like they go at it. Me and you have caught... I hate that I know, so I much. Know, but someone said, shut the fuck up. Chris was right. <laughs> and thank you for that. But, but that that's... But Dooku is an imposing villain. And guess what? Dooku is probably one of the only Sith who isn't physically destroyed. Yeah. And comes back as like half robot. Yeah. Like the Skywalker. Well, I mean, did. it's kind of hard to come back from decapitation. And that was cool as fuck. <laughs> and I just like the Palpatine transition. You started shaking. You're like, it's so cool. cool. Fuck. <laughs> because that's what a Jedi should be doing instead of dying killed by clones. Do it. <laughs> Do it. And that's some scary shit. Like when he, that, that voice he does, that transition he does to the like pure fucking evil. Yes, yes. yes. It's like some Dracula now shit. I'll kill him. Yeah. And Do I like, it. I like Duke is like, word? Like, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he looks he's You know like, who's in charge, right? Like, he's been, I didn't kidnap him, I'm just giving him an Uber. Like, <laughs> this is just a lift. And, and that, that was really cool because yeah. it, it's, it's the first step, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, It'd be cool to do a little callback to something like that, where hey, maybe uh, Mando season four or another Ahsoka, uh, two of those droids show up with the lightsaber or the the lazy lightsabers, I call them, <laughs> and it's like holy shit, that would be kind of fucking crazy to see mm-hmm. those things show up, and that would be fantastic. But yeah, opener wise, fantastic. So much stuff in the middle could be cut. So much fucking bullshit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, There's, it's like, a long movie. Like the senators thing, you know, it's just like transferring power blah blah i know why he did it because of shit that was going on in the united states at the time with fucking the patriot act i get it you have hindsight george lucas congratulations and jar jar handed it over to yeah i love the fan theories that jar jar was the next sith that was fun (laughs) that was so much fun it was because i was like that is what disney should have done yes because somebody wrote a comic after Force Awakens came out, and it was Ray confronting Jar Jar, and his eyes turned like a bright yellow, and he strikes at her, and she's fighting him off, and he force pushes her out of a window, and she's standing on the Millennium Falcon, and it's fucking uh, what's his name, uh, Finn, uh-huh. and uh, Poe, Poe driving it, and it's like she lands on it, and he just goes at her, and they fire into the building and take off. I'm just like. These, this guy wrote this on a fucking Wednesday or some shit and like made it better than Last Jedi of all time. Like that would have been a cooler fight. Tell me that if Last, that would have been if, cool. if that was cool if she had found out. Hey, this guy knows one of the Skywalkers. Maybe she can help me find Luke. That would have been cool. Or help me find. Oh, no, missing on Darth Vader. Or he just, oh, if his voice just dropped and it was Denzel Washington or some shit and started talking normal. Yeah. Oh, like, oh no, I'm missing this is just him. All, you know how and long I've kept die. this act. You know, how long have I kept this act? And he just eats an entire sentient man. <laughs> because what he did, he ate a fish like when we first see him. And, but all the memes that have come out from these three movies. Oh, yeah. And that's because that's what made me immediately think of it with the do it. <laughs> my favorite my favorite meme was the uh the continuous gif of Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting on that platform and it's just spinning fucking lightsabers. Yep. <laughs> and like you know Hayden Christensen probably had to film that like five times because Ewan McGregor's like woo, 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 making the noise because that's yeah, what he yeah, did. Yeah. And it's like that would be goddamn infuriating <laughs> if you're trying to be an actor and it's like shut the fuck up space Jesus. 
<laughs> so do you think actually meme culture kind of gave these movies a new light? Oh, yeah. Like, because the same people who were doing memes back then were fucking Star Wars YouTube fans. poop. Yeah, like, uh, this, this, these guys were go, like head first in the internet. Yeah, you know, passing around images, steals and stuff. And back then, you, I bet it was probably easier, you know, find a fucking image on YouTube of a trailer, pause it, screenshot the screen, edit it, crop it down to that one thing. I mean, that's what it t- still is. Yeah, but like back then, it was like new. Yeah. <laughs> that was new for the people like that. Uh, because I remember doing that a lot, trying to make presentations, and I'm just like, I can't transfer this over. I'm just fuck this. I'm going to screenshot it. And it's like, <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> and like, that's how I did it, you know? Yeah. And... Yeah, I think it progressed it quite a bit to where like people would go back to like older movies and do the same thing. Yep. Because I remember around the same time, uh, Return, of, uh, Return of the Sith, um, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith came out. Was the same time streaming movies was brand new, illegally, like Quicksilver screen one two three movies and stuff like that. It's just like holy shit, this God, is Silver Screen. I remember that. I remember having the, uh, the you know the big monitor. And watching movies on that fucking thing, and yeah. just like because we didn't have a thin monitor back then, and then we got one like a year later. I'm just like, Dale's really knocking it out of the park this week because <laughs> the fucking Dale XPS came out, and it's like fastest computer you could buy at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, the, the, I can see why the love has come back, and I I do see that happening again with the other Star Wars movies when we get a lot older. Yeah, yeah, I could always be like, yeah, I was uh, I was in the theater and called it. They killed Chewie. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I was the only one that cheered. You were? Yeah, you were the only one that I'm cheered. Because I'm the devil. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so the, the Star Wars prequels definitely getting a little bit more love again. I, it's, I still have too many gripes with episode two. I, I'm, I'm coming around to episode one. And three, I guess, does have a little special place in my heart. Because it was... Uh, I saw that one in theaters. I saw it like within like the first week of it being open. So I think I think it would be fun if a movie theater did a triple sh- feature of the original trilogy again, mm-hmm. and we you know take the time go watch spend the day watch all three movies, thirty minute breaks between movies. I think that would really revitalize Star Wars, especially while we yep. wait for more movies and just see what it was. You know because. You know, we were little. We didn't have you know control over going to the movies back then. We could whine and bitch and be like, "Can you take the movies?" And be like, "No, shut the fuck up." We have we have Star Wars at home. No, yeah. it's Star Trek. It's Star Trek. That's <laughs> Wrath of Khan. <laughs> You've got Star Wars on tape. It's not the new one. It's not the new one. <laughs> we had. I had a bootleg copy of Star Wars Episode uh, Four. Nice. And uh, I remember watching that all the time when I was sick because you know, my dad <laughs> yeah. had, had like I like uh, recorded it from fucking HBO. Hell yeah. And it was a home box option. <laughs> and it was like Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. And there was no, nothing really different on it. Mm-hmm. There was probably like a few things, but yeah. it was probably as close to the original as you could get back in. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. they really fucked up and added Hayden Christensen to Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and Coruscant. And hey, Return of the Jedi is going to be back in theaters. I think I might check that out. That'd be fun. Yeah. Get my, get my, get see, my. See how many things changed again. Give me a Ewok suit. <laughs> what did <laughs> just run to the theater. I've got to build a bear and just build one. Oh my god! And fill it with a fucking one of those little hearts that scream. And just chuck that motherfucker. Oh god! <laughs> In a dark theater. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, no, I can't do that. That's, that's some terror shit. <laughs> Well, if you guys have any sort of love for the prequels, definitely let us know in the Discord. It's, it is really curious to see 
movies that I remember being like vehemently hated now kind of coming around and not being quite as hated and and the same people that were saying George Lucas needs to give it up and give Star Wars to someone that cares are now the same people going hey, can George Lucas come back and direct some of this Star Wars stuff <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it when we tell you Man and Lori about John Favreau and his little situation that happened with this last season yeah because yeah, uh, there was some I read some issues about that but I want to save that for the next one that's right because yeah we got one more episode of Mandalorian and then we'll be doing our full recap on that and i'll wind up taking up a whole episode because a lot's happened in this season a lot has happened um but yeah we'll be covering that next week make sure to sign up for the discord link is in the description of this episode along with every episode along with our merch merchandise motherfuckers we got t-shirts we got merchant for uh couch potatoes triple c and the network logo as well and who knows another hell show. i'm wearing it fuck you're wearing it right now <laughs> god damn it and who knows uh in a few weeks another show may be popping out if anything it might be a reboot of a show ha 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 who yeah. knows or maybe two i don't fucking know or maybe two fuck i don't know Depends shit. On, give me some give me some blow <laughs> knock your shit out the park <laughs> but for this episode of the couch potatoes i've been alex and chris do you have any sort of star wars final thoughts for can us can you imagine how badass it would be to watch the jedi like going into like the jedi temple and seeing like an ewok Jedi, just like with little robes and shit, like a little Teddy Ruxpin, and like him fighting off stormtroopers, and George Lucas is just like, kill him. <laughs>